Hello, everybody. This is the first episode of a new podcast, The Superpower of Confidence. In this uh, podcast, we're going to explore uh, topics of how do you become more confident in yourself, in other people, in the future. And the podcast is called The Superpower of Confidence because people who are truly confident, it almost works like a magical power. We will talk about true confidence and not arrogance. We think that arrogance is just a lack of confidence that's posing as confidence. In, the, in this podcast, we believe that our idea of confidence is humble, is comfortable with failure uh, and self-loving. The podcast will be very personal and my guests and myself, we will be very open and we will share moments of doubts, of struggles. Um, and because I want this to be personal, our first guest <laughs> is the best guest <laughs> that we could have. Uh, I'm going to uh, make a full disclosure. So our guest is Karine Merignac. And Karine, we are childhood friends. We've known each other for, I don't know, since I was two years old, I've, I've known you. I think besides my mother, you're the person that I know uh, the longest in the world. Karin, Karin and her husband are witnesses that I actually did a, a comedy set at the comedy store in Los Angeles. They have the proof. And uh, the reason why I wanted to have you on the podcast, Karin, is that um, uh, I called you a few weeks ago and I was absolutely freaking out about my decision to uh, have quit my job and uh, and so much uncertainty in what was about to come. And you shared with me that you were going through, you know, same sorts of emotions uh, yourself when you started your entrepreneurial journey. So we're going to get into all of this. But before we start, Karin, I'm going to let you introduce yourself and also introduce your project, Cali Books, so that our listeners can understand what it is. So thank you for uh, inviting me, and I'm very honored to be your first guest. Um, not that not only make my mother very happy, but that makes me also very happy. So thank you, Ben, for uh, <laughs> for this uh, proof of friendship. Um, so uh, so in addition of being uh, your um, childhood friend, I'm also um, uh, publisher. So it's hard for me to say it because as you speak about confidence, it was very hard when you changed your your um, trajectory in your professional life to, to change your identity and to say, now I'm a publisher. So it took me like four years to say that and I still don't say it totally right. But yes, I'm a publisher. I, I'm publishing books for kids uh, for four years. And um now um, that's that's a project. It was like um, I come from uh, France, as you can tell with my accent, and uh, there was this little books in France which were really popular with music on it. And when yeah. um, and I had my first child in the states, and when I came back from the states, um, sorry, from France in the states there was not this kind of books and uh, all my friends uh, had bought uh, these books to me and it was truly a success but in the states it, 
they didn't have it. So I was like, oh, why not doing it? I had um, a job in a bank. It was not my, it was not meant to be, but uh, I wanted to have like a creative project. And I was like, let's, let's try to do one or two books and we'll see. And um, we, I started to hand sell the book to gain confidence on my project because sell, more you sell, more you confident you are that you're doing something. And, um, and I started to sell 5,000, 10,000. And after two or three years, I decided to, 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 to make it my, my, my career and to put all my focus and energy in it. And since we grow like um, by, by 10, so it's like now we're selling um, 60,000 books a year. So that's cool. And lots of, uh, hopefully more coming. You mentioned you're a banker at, uh, at some stage. So were you a banker in France before you moved to the States? Did you move to the States for a banking job? What I love was banking. It was already always in the big cities. So I didn't really want to do something that I would be like outside of the big cities. So that was like good plan for traveling and to visit like, you know, when you're in banking, you live in New York or Singapore or Paris or London. I mean, it was this kind of, I was very attracted by this kind of thing so right. that's, yeah. that's exactly why I, I started to work in banking and uh, though I enjoyed it because it was like very stimulating to be with very smart people very driven very uh, fast-paced I always mm -hmm. knew that I was not like I always felt as an outsider I always felt like before being in the bank I had no idea of that the kind of job I was doing existed. Like I had no idea. For me, it was like doctors, lawyers, and people in strange building doing whatever. I, I don't know what they were doing. So Sending emails. Sending emails and going to the coffee machine. And I was really intrigued with what they were doing. And uh, I really enjoyed yeah. being part of that mm -hmm. and um, buying fancy clothes and, you know, being, you know, where this kind of label of, oh, I succeed, I'm, I'm here, I'm having my uh, Prada bag and I'm, I'm. and um, so when I moved to the States, I, I, the reason why I moved to the States is because my husband um, was American, wanted to leave to the States and he wanted to go to New York and I said, oh, I really, um, I mean, I, I, I was okay with New York, but I really wanted to move to LA. So that's okay. to Los Angeles. And um, so I, I, in finance, as I said, most of the jobs are in New York. And so for me, it was a bit of an adventure to go to Los Angeles. I was like, okay, I'm going to do something totally different. Um, I'm going to be an artist. Um, and at the end, I was um, a finance person in Disney which was not exactly, uh, no. but it, it, I mean, it, I tried. And, um, and uh, after that, I found a job in banking in Los Angeles because okay. that was the end of my first uh, artistic career. Okay. So you mentioned that, that you started uh, Cali Books because you saw this, um, you saw... I guess, is that what made you see the potential was that it was a very successful product in France, but did not exist in the US? Yeah, I think that's what um, strikes me first. And also, I was not looking for a 
business idea. So paradoxically, I was not, uh, it was like I was looking for a project on my uh, on the side that I could do and which I will enjoy doing. So if I, I think if I saw that, like, do you think, am I going to sell books? That would have been more scary. Because, like, oh, they don't have it. Let, let's, let's, you know, just, let's make them know about this product and, um, and how to see how they react. But I didn't really expect that it will, it was not a business plan, not at all. It was like, oh, they don't have it, let's show it. Or like, you know, when you do a recipe and you're happy with the taste and you're like, let's, 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 let's make them taste it. It's, it's, it's yeah. good. I guess it's super interesting that you say that because I my experience with creative things is that the the moment when I started to do comedy again four years ago, I was very I refused to put a business goal on it, and I was like I just want to enjoy it. I want to make it the best you know the best set possible. I would I just want to be the best performers I can be. And that has brought me a lot more actually success in this field than, than when I tried the first time and I was stressing out so much, you know, with a business plan. And I think in personal development, you hear a lot, you know, people like Tony Robbins, you know, you go and like, so what is your goal? You know, you gotta, do you want to make a million out of your comedy? Do you want to make 10 millions? And it's <laughs> in a way to, to think like that that I found was super crushing and, and killed my creativity. Uh, and, and I guess it's, it's interesting what you say, cause you also in the beginning, you were like, no, this is not a, this is not a business project. This is something I'm doing for fun. Um, you know, I like the metaphor of the recipe. Of course we're French, so uh, <laughs> we have to use that. <laughs> Um, very cool. So, so that, that was, and can you, I, I see you have your books, uh, behind you. Can you show a little bit the concept so that people understand, uh, what it is and then for, and you, but you have to describe what you're doing as well for people who are listening on, uh, on the podcast. Yeah. Oh yes. Of course. So, um, so the book is um, for a zero to five. So it's really, uh, I was, uh, my daughter was six months old. And you know how when you're new parents, you have an idea of what kind of parents you will be. And also, unfortunately, of what kind of child you will have. And sometimes yeah. that doesn't match. So my child in my head was reading books. And she was four months old. And I was... I was picturing myself reading her The Little Prince and all the Ace of Fables that I loved and she would have really enjoyed listening to me. But she was four months old. So for people who have already had a four-month-old baby, usually they're more interested in anything than focusing on a book. But it was like such a... Now that I think about it, I'm like, I was really naive and kind of stupid to think that she will listen to me reading a book but it was I was very <laughs> bumped by it so when I found this it's, so it was like little board book with a little button but not like the way that we had them in, in the states was a plastic button it was like very subtly put inside the page and she was four months old yeah. and she could press the button and she started to engage 
and to 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 like it because so that was like the miracle i was witnessing it was how to make a baby interested in a book and i'm yeah. not speaking about ours we're like still a four months old baby but she was still trying to to go to the book and and i really love this experience and i did it for two or three months i brought i brought back from paris like a suitcase of books and she yeah. was like she was something like seven months old and she will show the bookshelf because she wanted to play with it and so that's yeah. why i was like oh I, I really love this product i but the way it was done it was very french it was very and i wanted to do one that i could um that americans could relate and so the french one are more about like classical music yeah, and uh, the little Mozart. The, yes, because when we are French, we want you know we're little kids to love Mozart, which is fair enough. Why not? This is, that's good. Mozart is great for kids, but Americans they were more into nursery rhymes, which I right. didn't know because I was not raised in this culture. So mm-hmm. um, I was like, when people were singing "Twinkle Twinkle Little Star," I was like, what What do they say? So I wanted to learn these songs and and learn about them. And I realized that it was like very old nursery rhymes from most of them from um, England and was meanings. And it was, I thought it was really nice to give it, give them to her. Also, I thought it was much nicer for not, for me to not sing because that was a disaster. So I just created nursery rhymes books and with a little button that she could, she could press on. She was only six months old at this stage. Yeah. Now it was nine months old. And she, she, she loved it. I mean, I, I, and she now, she has this, she's, she's now four years old. And I don't want to think that it's because of what I did during her, because you all, always have this responsibility as parents, what you did, that's why, now they're like that but I she loves books so I don't know if it's my part but now she's she will spend of course it is (laughs) (laughs) yeah and I really think that this little book starting very early that very early it was a routine and she was like feeling very empowered by doing something it was she was not passive she was pressing a button and when she was yeah. pressing the button the parents were like wow you're you're so smart and she could feel this encouragement by you know our reaction mm-hmm. so that's why i wanted to mm-hmm. so, so that's that's the book yeah. that i'm doing i and now i have a new line but we'll mention that after. okay so i want to react on something that you said earlier you said uh, all the french books they were about, uh, you know, the kids have to enjoy Mozart and have to enjoy Beethoven. And actually, I think this is such a French, uh, you know, the French perfectionism, uh, which at my experience of the French school system and my experience of my French mother has been <laughs> really, uh, like, is really not encouraging of you taking risks because... There's just so much pressure on you. And actually, I'm sorry, but I'm laughing when you were saying, you know, she's four months old and, you know, she's, she's not interested in the little prince. What's, go- what's going on? And I was the same. You know, I, 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 I try not to do this with my kids, but 
Okay, thank God I have a more relaxed uh, wife from from the Ukraine, and, and she's like Ben, take it easy, you know. But I I did the same, and but you you know instead of uh, like I, when I could not interest a four year old in the little prince, I was like, oh, there's a problem with this kid, you know. <laughs> instead, you know, you found a solution, and you actually found in a weird way. You brought the French perfectionism of, you know, the kids, we have to interest, uh, interest them in reading, but then you adapted it with the nursery rhymes and everything. So, so you managed to kind of combine the two, you know, um, to, to create this product. And do you, I mean, you know, I've, I mean, we don't have to talk about our mothers uh, for a long time, but in, in a way, you know, our mothers were friends. So that's, that is how we, we, we ended up childhood friends since we're, two years old uh and you know the experience with 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 my mother was uh i mean she, you know uh, she's very french so um a lot of pressure to succeed uh, to be very good uh, uh and since since our mothers were friends uh, <laughs> would you say that it was the same with yours yeah and there was this part of it but not like so my mother suffered from this education. She was from like, a, and she wanted to react. She, she, it's always very difficult to react from your, where you come from, especially yeah. when you succeed because she, you know, she's a medical doctor as your mother. And she's like, okay, that worked for me. So that should work for my kids. But still, I'm not that, I'm not, that makes me unhappy. And she was, she was really in this questioning mode. And she said, she, oh, um, of course, valued a lot uh, educational success and everything, but she said happiness is like one of the most important thing. Yeah. And and just putting it this way, it was like a very, she would say to my grandparents, because my grandparents will, the first thing they will ask is to show her grades. And depending on her grades, the present was not the same. So like my cousins already had like, great presents and mine were like little presents you know because they were just oh not more successful than me. like we're we're four they have two cousins and my brother and i'm the only one without a phd so it was like but that was like oh. great so it and but my grandparents will be like that but my mother was like giving me another way of thinking also about okay. failure and perfectionism that's something that i really I'm so grateful that my mother did it. She always told me about her failures. She okay. was very, very transparent. So she was a medical doctor, but she had this myth of the working girl. I don't know if you saw the movie with uh, Melanie Griffiths and Harrison Ford. I didn't but, know. Like, the, the working girl in the 80s was like, uh, was very, um, the, the, the businesswoman was uh, super well-dressed and going from one flight to an another flight. And even if she was a medical doctor, I think it was her dream to be this kind of person. So she started not doing, okay. not opening her practice, but uh, in uh, the pharmaceutical industry. And, um, right. and she started like that and she's got uh, fired. She found a new job and she got fired again. And, 
And she's been very transparent in that. And she said, my failure, that's because I failed twice. And my father was like, okay, just open your practice. Stop, stop trying to be, to, to work in the industry. And she said, that was, most, yeah. that was the most, um, she was very grateful for these failures because she said, thanks to that, I had my practice. I was also a little bit older, so I didn't put that much pressure on me. And I was able to, she was not working on Wednesdays, so she, on Wednesday's afternoon to take care of us. So, and she was very, very transparent about, you can fail, but that that's good. That's part of the process. Yeah, very cool. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Then she she met uh, she met my mother. She probably softened her a bit. <laughs> it would have, would have been way worse. <laughs> so, uh, so again, so you said it was a side project, and you know you're selling you're selling books, and you're like, okay, maybe you, you said earlier that you wanted to do this. Uh, you wanted to dedicate full time. Tell me a little bit about taking that decision and then and then the aftermath. Yeah, so I this decision has never been taken by me, which um, it's a, so what happened? I had my daughter, I came back to, from maternity leave. And when I really enjoyed my career, because it was, I, I knew I was doing the same job for 10 years. So of course I, I, I was doing a different, stage in the company but I was I, I was kind of confident that I was I knew what I was doing so it was comfortable and when I came back from maternity leave um, they hired a woman who was uh, same position and honestly she was better than I was so it okay. was very it was I didn't say it this way when I, when I came back <laughs> of course not <laughs> But it's like uh, thinking about it. Yeah, she she was better. She was older. She had more experience. She 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 was a threat. And uh, when I um, I uh, had my se so second after six months, I I was like I was not in a good position because my boss realized I think that she was better than me, and from I, I was from uh, on the track for a promotion. And since I was like uh, put on the side. So for 10 years, I was very successful in my career. I could change job. And it was like, everyone was like, oh, that's good. You're doing good. And it was like very, and it was the first time I was in a position where my job was not giving me the same reward in terms of confidence that it should mm. be. As I told you, I went in banking. I had no expectation so it was it was easy to thrive because i was not very i didn't really it's weird to say it this way but i didn't really care in a, on a personal level so i was just doing my my thing and that worked i came back from maternity leave first i was not able to work as many hours as i used to because i had just a baby to feed there was this woman who was giving me some questioning about myself and my performance and yeah. in addition of that my boss was like you're not you're not working as as many hours as you used to I'm, I'm not going to promote you and also you 
you're going to have a second child because yes, just after I I, I got pregnant a second mm. time. And for him, it was like too much. Once it's okay, two, it's really like, uh, so. This, <laughs> I'm laughing. It's very tragic to hear. but <laughs> I mean, it, it's uh, because it's not like this happened in the 50s, right? This was, this was a few years ago. Exactly. And so I was, um, my confidence was totally, uh, I, I've been sidetracked. And um, I uh, also, I, uh, I was not enjoying as much because, you know, I didn't have the same uh, reward of people saying, oh, she's really good. It was like very unsettling. And I, I I left for maternity leave, but I, you know, I, for me, I always worked in, and I couldn't see myself not working. So I came back from maternity leave. I was not, that was not the happiest day in my life. Mm. But that's when my boss said, no, um, I'm surprised you come back. So you couldn't, you didn't expect me to come back from maternity leave. So after 10 days of not speaking to me, he finally told me, no, I don't think it's a good idea. And uh, I was fired. Wow. Oh my God. So. But you know, Karin, it's, it's funny. I mean, um, cause you're, you're saying that, you know, you got to a point when, when your, your career, your day career stopped giving you uh, the confidence in your ability and, and in yourself and kind of the same thing happened to me. Um, you know, when I, I post some stuff on LinkedIn about like how I'm inspired to start this journey, to be a speaker on the topic of confidence and entertainer, moderator, etc. But there's also this one part that I don't talk a lot about is that, you know, two years ago, I wasn't, it's not like he was not a demotion, but I stopped being invited to like a symbolic meeting in the, in the company where, you know, the whole management group would, uh, would meet. And when, when I talked to, to people about it, we're like, oh, get over it. You know, it's like, uh, anyway, you know, <laughs> it's more, uh, an announcement meeting or whatever, but it, it was very symbolic and it really affected my confidence and i think it was the first time also where it was like wow like my you know my my main job and as you said in the very beginning uh you talked about you know changing uh changing career what you do and changing your identity and and i actually i think your work in general is so much part of of who you are uh, and you know, after having made the decision to quit, even if I made the decision, I was crushed, you know, because it was like, it's so, it's so much part of your personality, but to go back to the point is, yeah, it did come a point where I, st I stopped being, I don't know, uh, my confidence was really questioned, but And I think this is when I started to hit like a real, you know, rock of, of confidence in me. I said, you know what? This, this wasn't cool. And I'm going to do my thing now. And did you, did you go through a similar, a similar moment? 
Oh yeah, I I went um, to see a therapist, and I remember telling her that there was no question that I hated most that what you're doing, and it was yeah. like a very very. And I remember one day, I, bear in mind that I'm in Los Angeles, and there was like a blogger that I'm following, and she has like millions of people following her. And I told my brother, oh, she's a blogger. She, she said, go go talk to her. And she was really nice. Her husband was French. So there was like immediately a connection. A connection, she yeah. Me, she asked me, what are you doing? And I, I, I she said, you work in fashion? And I was like, like no, no, no. I, I, I'm having a, a really, um, my job sucks and I suck at my job. Something, something as bad as that. My brother was looking at me like, <laughs> I said, okay, that's time for me to go to see a therapist. <laughs> and he was like, I was describing myself in a way and even the, the she was really nice she was like okay if she she can't even like herself why, why should i continue this conversation obviously yeah. this person is like yeah. <laughs> were you still uh, were you still uh in the bank when you yeah when, i was, when that, I was yeah. In the bank, uh, about to you know to get fired i, I don't remember no i was pregnant at this time so i was like i could see that i was like uh Mm, yeah and um yeah. and it has been and after when i left the bank it was very hard because um at the beginning when i started the business i didn't i was not able to pay myself i was you know and for me yeah. it was like the, 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 my therapist said but say that you're publishing books i say i can't because i don't earn money like it's mm. it was very linked to the fact that i was not able to to earn money It's so it's funny because you know people who do comedy they they also they get, they go through the same question when do you call yourself a comedian when are you allowed to call yourself a comedian and in on another podcast I'm doing I was talking to this uh, girl who's making her first step in comedy but she's she's been for 10 years a video director and made a living as a video director could not call herself a director. <laughs> She felt, yeah, but I haven't, I haven't earned an Oscar or I haven't been on Netflix and therefore, you know, I'm not really a director. <laughs> yeah, that's so, this imposter syndrome. It's really yeah. hard on us. It, yeah, it's really heavy. And and now do you do you feel more legitimate? I mean, in the beginning, you were like, I am a publisher. Yeah, <laughs> so in front of your mirror. Weird? Yes, <laughs> and uh, lots of practice in front of the mirror. And no, now, because I, I spend so many hours, and the fact that there's money in, that helps. And also the time. I think it's also a question of, you know, things that seems and and impossible but if you just leave time that that comes as soon as you, yeah. you know it's or it's that didn't happen from one day to another but it gradually became easier to say and i think it's mm. just you know when you cut your hair and you, you you see yourself in the mirror like oh and you just get used to it did you consider quitting um yeah 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 many times Yeah, I'm laughing because I think it's always a bit funny, you know, it's always lots of drama. I don't think I really ever consider it seriously. 
but I definitely used it when I'm with my, my husband and I would say, oh, I'm fed up and, and I'm going to quit. And <laughs> so I, I say mean, it. I, like, I, I, I've done comedy for four years now. I've already quit 15 times, you know. <laughs> but did you always, like, I, I don't think, you know, there's two levels on this question. How many times I said it? I said it probably 15 times. How many times yeah. I truly think that I will quit? I don't think I've ever think it. No. I yeah. Thought it. yeah. I thought I would, I wouldn't, that, I what I, what I would, have as a um, fear won't be me quitting it will be more like uh, the company quitting me you know like it's not yeah. working and that's more my my my, my stress is like uh, yeah. so for the moment we're the only one almost the only one i don't have competition and the, not yeah. having competition is great because you have like um i mean it's it's easy to understand why it's great to not have competition but not having competition, it's very scary because you're like, what's going to happen? Am I, am I that good? Or is it because there's, there's no choice? <laughs> or yeah. like, what will happen when, which will they eventually do? What, what will happen when they will, like the big ones will realize that this kind of uh, product is really good for kids and they, won't, they yeah. will want to do it. It, can, it, it will it, crash me or not, or maybe I'm good enough. Yeah, it will it will it will happen because you're you're having a fantastic year this year, aren't you? <laughs> I mean, without revealing all the <laughs> all the secrets, but would you say that the, I mean this year the do you say your business has taken off and you're able to to pay yourself and and live on it, or you you're still not there yet? Yeah, so. Uh, 2019 was the year I decided to 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 be full time on it. That's when yeah. I I quit my job uh, February 20 uh, yeah February 2019, and I I invest a lot this year too to me. And 2020 was really the year where I was selling the books and um, and I could pay uh, employees. I haven't paid myself because of the growth and I want to invest everything in the, um, in, in the business. So it, it doesn't yep. make lots of sense for me to pay myself because okay. I prefer to sustain the growth without external uh, capital. So, it, but I don't feel, even if I don't have a paycheck, I still feel that I'm building um capital i'm building something yeah. it's like uh, okay yeah. I, I i don't have uh, it's not a rent but i'm building a house so yeah. it's uh, it's it's not i i don't receive the rent yet but because i'm building the house it's 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 okay, okay. so, I, so it's, yeah and i pay people so that makes a huge difference it's like uh, yeah. like four people relying on me for their monthly paycheck wow you have four employees right now yeah it was really good and very, very scary but very good so it's like yeah. okay i don't pay me but i pay the employees so i yeah one thing that you said and i completely agree is that you need to see i mean when you have evidence and for you the evidence was the sales you you 
that gives you confidence. And a lot of the personal development books are like, you know, you have to be a rock of confidence yourself and you have to believe, you know, and and when you believe, then uh, you'll have the confidence. But I, I really... I find it really difficult to, to to ground a belief in thin air, you know, the looking in the mirror and, and, you know, saying I am successful. I'm a, I'm a comedian or I, that doesn't work. Like the moment of confidence for me. So for, you know, for you was the sales for me was <clears throat> last year um, in the month of December. Like I had a, a series of gigs and I was like, wow, I'm really getting a lot of laughs and, and, you know, it was kind of like the, the evidence. And I was also doing, you know, trainings and, and people, um, in my company, they wanted me to speak. They wanted me to, <clears throat> to deliver presentations and trainings. And, and this is when I was like, okay, there's, uh, there's evidence in the audience, in comedy, there's evidence in the presentation skills. And this is where I actually started to have confidence. And it was a slow build, you know, like uh, of, you know, uh, creating evidence, but I found it for me impossible to, uh, without uh, some sign <laughs> that, uh, and do, do you feel the same? Do you think you need evidence or ca can you base uh, your confidence on just your own beliefs in your head? Oh, no, I, I need feedback. I, I, I need feedback from, from people uh, I'm reading all my Amazon reviews. Um, of course, as I have this tendency to only read the bad ones and to only remember, like, I, I don't know, 1,000 Amazon reviews, and I can tell you the, the, the 100 that are not good or less than that. It's the one that you focus uh, I'm I'm so the same. <laughs> so that I totally understand. However, I can see what this... And this, I that that will feed it. That these feedbacks will feed the inner confidence that you have inside you. And I do think that at some point, like for example, something happened two weeks ago. I was doing a stock take of my inventory. Something that it's quite normal to do. You have books, you count them. That's what I. That's what I bought. That's what I sell. That's what I should have. I do that and I realize that there are 15,000 books missing. So just to give oh. you an idea on how it looks, 15,000 books, it's like an old container from China missing. Yeah. And it's like, it's not exactly like your keys or, <laughs> or your phone that you maybe let them somewhere. It's like a full container of books. So I realized that I'm mainly, I mainly sell on Amazon. I realized that Amazon, when I was sending them books, they were losing lots of books, a lot. And I had to put the loss in my PNL. So my PNL is the thing that I'm looking at every day. I'm like, oh, I'm positive. I'm positive. And from one day to another, I went from positive to negative. And it's, it was a feedback. Because I, I, I took it as a feedback. You speak about the sales, the PL, this is this kind yeah, of feedback yeah. that gives you like, okay, what I'm yeah. doing is because it's so it's also my my question is, am I doing something sustainable? Like is it right that I like is it got, am I just burning the the money for my kids or am I building something? And that was like this 
this PNL, which was negative. And that's the reason I speak about that is because it's good to hear feedback, but it's also good to re- to not hear them too much. And, and um, I decided, you no, know, to be honest, my husband <laughs> told me just can <laughs> and give, gave me perspective. And he has, my husband, I need to speak about him. It sounds really cheesy, but he has so much confidence in me and in the business that when I'm, I'm liking of it, he will infuse me this confidence. And he said, just don't, don't, don't look at that. Just stop looking at this number. Because sometimes you have to not listening to the feedback. You just have to, to focus on this little voice saying, okay, the signs are, okay, that's red, red, okay, okay, got it. But now I have to close all this feedback and just Yeah, continue. and you have to get going. Because you yeah. have so many, like, do you think, any, like, everyone in my family, which I, I love my family, but everyone told me, like, there's no way you're going to quit your job to make children's books. I mean, and it was only people who love me truly who was like it's it's not going to work what did i tell you and you 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 were always very interested and supportive on what i was doing you have never put yourself in the position of knowing what will happen you did never because also it's your nature you're more like um you're not going to say everything's going to be fine you're going to be but you were very supportive also because you knew that at some point I will change career so it was like oh yeah no 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 you're you're not like my my mother (laughs) (laughs) so but you know so you mentioned the support of your husband very important I mean uh that's also you know it's good to have a support system of people you know sometimes it's a lot of pressure to, to just be the own producer of your confidence and you need you need other people to give it to you as well yeah, and um, it, I, I try to not rely too much on that, but it's true that when it's like a, it's a tough week, a tough day, or whatever, it's good to have someone who tells you, to, 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 tells you that that's going to 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 work. Also, my husband, he, he, I think the way why he reacts this way, it's because it's based on thing. He doesn't blindly trust me <laughs> you never let me with his credit card in a mall in los angeles i mean you wouldn't trust me for that so it's like uh i can see that he trusts me but he has all he has the indication like he has some enough data for him to and so that's why also i'm like uh okay if he is okay with that that means yeah we can continue you know, I think uh, I think we, we took you know very similar decisions, not at the same time, uh, and probably I followed your lead. You inspired me, uh, but ultimately, you know, it was about leaving a system of people that were make us, making us feel unconfident about ourselves, and and focus on on projects and focus on people and environments that that made us confident, and you know, and I think it's a beautiful thing to do and very empowering i mean you know you look you look so happy um i i'm still i'm i'm i think i am also it's a bit too soon to say but i feel happy 
I have I have my freaking out moments, of course. It's normal for you to freak out. It's it's who you are. I mean, you've been always very, you know, you can anxiety. I don't know if it's this term you want me to use instead of okay. freak out. It's it's part of who we are because I think we're very similar on that, and that's not going to disappear. That's yeah. just going to be for good reasons, instead mm -hmm. of like this anxiety, which is part of us because it's how we built. And when I say we, I speak to Ben and I. I'm I'm, I'm glad that it's not it's not for all people who are like that, mm. but. Um, it's just that um, I'm still very anxious, but when I realize why am I anxious, it's because I'm building something that I'm proud of. But I'm still very anxious. I'm just, now it's just the purpose which is different and which makes it, okay, I haven't slept. I've, you know, <laughs> I've dreamt <laughs> about a book lost in the sea. Okay, that was not fun, but at least, the reason the reason I did it, it's because of um, what I'm building and the and the, the the goal is exactly where I want to be. Okay, cool. Now the sales pitch. <laughs> so we're we're just launching a new. We launched it yesterday. A new book. It's it's a new series, and um, it's like. Um, it's all the classics, the three little pigs, because my project was to do a publishing house where I will grow up with my children. So now when I give this kind of books at my, uh, my daughter was like four and a half, she will read it for two minutes and she will be like, what's next? So yeah. I had to have a next plan. And uh, so this is a collection which I really like because it's a classic, so that's not new. But what is new is you can record your voice. On each page, you have a button and you can record your voice. And um, that meant a lot to me because I, uh, my kids live very far from my parents and my parents really love to read them books. So I wanted a book where I could keep uh, my mother's voice and that they could, uh, listening, uh, they could listen to their grandmother. Um, reading the book so now that's what they're doing and so you can it's a bilingual you can tr transform it in a bilingual book because you have okay. the, the english version which is pre-recorded and my mother read it in french and it's like um yeah so i really love this new project and it, it looks really beautiful because that's what i care the most <laughs> amazing <laughs> okay thank you so much karine for being my first guest on this podcast uh, it was very, very interesting talking to you. And I hope, um, you know, people who are listening are getting also the kind of ideas and support uh, when they are working through their own uh, doubts and anxiety and, and on their path to more confidence. Yeah, absolutely. And thank you for, for inviting me. Very honored. My pleasure. Thank you, Karen. See you soon. Ciao. Thank you for listening to The Superpower of Confidence. Please subscribe to this podcast. And if you're using iTunes, please leave a review. This really helps. 
To find out more about Karin's children's book, go to kalibooks.com. And if you'd like to book me as a speaker, a trainer, or a comedian, or find out more about me, subscribe to my newsletter, go to bendelahay.com. All the links will be in the show notes. Until next time, take care of yourself. Thank you, bye.